My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Hello humanoids, this is Ian from Squared Circle History, and I want you to choose your four, it's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the listeners, to decide who ends up on our ultimate Mount Rushmore at the end of the episode. Our topic this week is the Mount Rushmore of Ric Flair matches. Woo! Joining me is my co-host, the often imitated but never duplicated, Brian! Oh, there it is. You couldn't you couldn't wait even through the intro. A whole yeah. episode about the nature boy! But you screwed it up because you were supposed to do the introduction, Ric Flair. And you didn't. I didn't. And I didn't I remind didn't. you. No, you didn't remind me. And I was thinking about doing it, but... Also, you decided against it. Hello, humanoids! Because, I mean, there's going to be so much of that tonight so oh yeah there's gonna be plenty of rick flair impressions and hopefully there's enough variety on the list so that there's more impressions that we can do but not time we. will tell right brian not we not we it's you <laughs> well, you don't have any good I'm impressions you don't... <laughs> yeah, rick flair i can't do a rick flair no but like any any wrestler you can you I must be able know. to do some impressions no, of anybody like a cartoon character what wrestler was a cartoon character? No, well, the, the, plenty. But I mean, like, comma, you know, wrestlers, comma, cartoon characters, comma. Why would I actors. be able to do a comma impression? Ay, yeah, yeah. Are you wearing a wrestling shirt? I am not. No? I'm not. I'm wearing That's an American it. Eagle t-shirt. Throw but, but. You know who is wearing a wrestling shirt? Pat, Pat R. <laughs> Pat R, the superstar. He's wearing... A uh, very nice black from Pro Wrestling Crate Pat Tanaka t-shirt. Pat Tanaka t-shirt. The Pat Tanaka? Pat Tanaka. Wouldn't that be funny if Pat was actually Pat Tanaka Jr.? No. Like it's Pat R. Tanaka Jr.? Pat R. No, just, just Pat R. Tanaka. <laughs> Pat R. Tanaka. <laughs> That's a great Pat Tanaka shirt that he doesn't even know it exists. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, Pat's wearing a uh, nice CM Punk. Best in the world t-shirt. Yeah, from the AEW crate. I've got my Dusty Rhodes Bionic Elbow shirt from WWE Shop. Recently released. 
not Dusty Rhodes recently released. I mean, that'd be a miracle. <laughs> I was dead and then I was high and then I was fine and then I'm dead again. You know what's a miracle? What's that, baby? Is Did you watch the Undertaker documentary on A&E? Just the first 20 minutes. <laughs> His mom survived that, survived that fire after I could not believe it. That's crazy. They show the Undertaker's mom and it's like, wait a minute, you're not burned. You're alive. <laughs> He's not a murderer. No, then, you know, his dad, unfortunately, passes away, Paul Bearer. Yes, Paul Bearer is very much dead. Yeah, poor guy. Yes. How about the part on the documentary where she's like, Mark, why'd you bury your daddy in cement? <laughs> that was funny when she called him a murderer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> why'd you kill your dad? Where's Cain? <laughs> Did you hear your brother's mayor? <laughs> your brother never comes around anymore. <laughs> Ever since he got that mayoral job. <laughs> oh, boy. Hell, we ain't even from Tennessee. <laughs> We're not even from Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, <laughs> well, Ryan, we got a big episode here. So, uh, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of Ric Flair matches. Our first list is from Pat R. Tanaka. I mean, Pat R. the Superstar. <laughs> we have Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleWar 89 versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24 versus Sting at the Clash of the Champions and Royal Rumble 1992. So, Brian, Ric Flair matches. What do you think? You think we're going to have a big variety on this? I list? was right. Well, I was right. There. We were speaking earlier, yep. and I named two Ric Flair matches that I said would make the end. Yep. And you said one of them did. Yes. And the one of them that I mentioned was Royal Rumble '92. Yeah, Royal Rumble '92. That's 92. the one that's going to make it. It's got to make it. Yeah, it is a universally loved classic, greatest Royal Rumble of all time, high drama, and uh, really Ric Flair entering at number three, giving. It was Ric Flair's match. He gave the performance of a lifetime. Really. Yeah. Over an hour. Over an hour, yep. Uh, the only person he didn't interact with in that match of the 30 competitors was Ted DiBiase, who British Bulldog had just eliminated when Flair was coming out. Oh, so he... Like, but he Flair interacted with everybody person. else. He touched every other person. He did. Match. He did. Not inappropriately. Right. Well, professionally. <laughs> they were all guys. He doesn't touch guys inappropriately. Just women. <laughs> oh, and of course, Ric Flair... Winning that by eliminating Hulk Hogan. No, eliminated Sid. eliminated Sid. Eliminated Sid, that's Hulk, right. Yeah, because didn't Sid eliminate Hulk Hogan? Sid eliminated Hogan. And then Hogan helped Flair eliminate Sid. Then what are you doing, brother? It's a Royal Rumble, but why'd you throw me out? Right. He's like, I don't give a shit, stupid. <laughs> Every man for himself. Those are the rules. I don't know shit. <laughs> Sid. Nobody mentioned Sid last week on our uh, Masters of Mike work. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Master something. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, Sid's like right up there and, uh, with Mike, Mike, Mike work skills with uh, Scott Stein, I know. Huh? Kind of the same. <laughs> Your mother sucks! <laughs> if you put Scott Stein or Sid and someone else in a, a promo in, contest, in a promo contest Scott Stein would have 133% chance of winning <laughs> because it's three people, and one-third of that is 133%. <laughs> I 
Scott Einsteiner. Yes. Yes. So Royal Rumble 92, of course, Ric Flair winning the WWF Championship. And famously, the promo backstage afterwards, Ric Flair backed by Mr. Perfect and Bobby Heenan. Mean Gene interviews him. Ric Flair gives the famous words, With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest night of my life. This is gonna be all night, isn't it? All night. And how about how about in that one? I bet you can't wait for like to hit. Start talking about like good feuds he had, like the you know the flair, the the steamboat ones. Yep. Yeah. He's gonna like recite every promo leading up to that match. Maybe. We're gonna find out because we can talk about it right now. Selfish prick. This is why you wanted this. (laughs) No, it's because Ric Flair's last match. Depending on when you're listening to this, but it's the end of July. So I figured it would be appropriate for us to do an episode about Ric Flair's greatest matches. Is Maybe we're like really time traveling. It's like actually July of 2027. It could be, or maybe what we think is Ric Flair's last match isn't his last match. And he's going to have another last match. Right. And this could saying. be all for nothing. Yeah, it's, he's, it's not his last match. No. No way. The guy's yeah. going to die in a ring. That's, that's I how think he wants so. to go. I think so. He's gonna, he, wants to be, he wants to be Randy the Ram. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Hey, you never know. Anything is possible because think about it. He he survived a plane crash, broke his back in three place in three places at the age of twenty six, mm. and then he came back to the ring. How soon do you think he came back to the ring? Uh, it's Ric Flair. He could go Rick all night. Flair. Uh, two weeks. All right. Well, it took him three <laughs> months, but still, still defied modern medicine. Returned to the ring, and. Uh, Six years later, won his first NWA world title, defeating Dusty Rhodes. Is that match on the list? It's not. No. Not anybody's Nobody list? Nobody put that on the list. How about, is there any Dusty Rhodes-Ric Flair matches? There is. Right. Yes, there is. But what about Ricky Steamboat? Let's talk about Ricky Steamboat. Well, we went over this before we uh, we started recording, and I was like, I wanted to put the trilogy on my list. But you can't. Because, but it's, it goes, it, it's like... Give me any one of those matches, and I'll be yeah. entertained. Yeah, all three are definitely classics, but uh, got to vote for them individually. I understand what you're throw, saying. Throw I, three on there. No, I get it, but it's like... Loophole. It's just like saying that... I don't know if I'm going to hold them like, all in the same standard. Like, I'm sure there's one that's better than the other two. Of course, yeah. But like any of those matches I'd be happy with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that this Wrestle War one was the best of the three. You ruined everything. Why? Because I wanted to put that on my list. Now I can't. You still can't. Now can. I gotta choose one. What? <laughs> I told you, you can pick all three if you want. I don't want all three of them on there, though. Because... Oh, well, then one of them's not your favorite. <laughs> Two of them, then. Two of them, then. <laughs> <laughs> but th- those are some of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. All time. And like, like quintessential wrestling. And they have three, right? I mean, they've had more than three, but of that. Series, right? But like, Three, yeah. And obviously, they went house shows every night. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and then they fought before that. They fought after that. So it was that one. It was Shy Town Rumble, and it was Clash of the Champions. Stampede. What about oh, Street well, Stampede? That was nineteen ninety four. Oh, so the, the first three really were eighty nine of right. that trilogy, and then yeah, they fought again in ninety four, and that was a great match too. Yeah, it was. That they just had excellent chemistry, and uh, it's funny because. Initially, Ric Flair's last match was going to be him teaming up with FTR to fight the Rock and Roll Express and supposedly Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Was that confirmed? Well, 
it was the rumors were passed around enough to the point that Ricky Steamboat said that he didn't want to do it and he didn't want to ruin his legacy by potentially not being able to perform at a level that he's comfortable with. Uh, but now we don't know what Ric Flair's last match is going to be because the Rock and Roll Express have just been booked in another match against Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. So who is going to be Ric Flair's final opponent? Didn't someone say it was going to be Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. Who was um, it? That was someone on YouTube, wasn't it? It was Brian Blair. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Brian Blair said that. Uh, it, what if it is Steamboat? What if money talked and maybe it is Steamboat? I doubt it. Or maybe it actually is Jay Lethal. Because Jay Lethal's been training Ric Flair. And they just had this sort of beef where Jay Lethal wanted to be on the show. Ric Flair said he could be in the opening match, but Jay Lethal felt like he was better than that. So maybe it's just an elaborate angle that they're forming. And uh, Yeah, but why would Jay Lethal, like... I don't know, it's kind of putting him down, isn't it? Like, well, making him look like a Bret Hart, like, like a, a bitch, you know what I'm saying? Or like a Dennis Stamp. Yeah. But like, you know, oh, I'm better than being on the first match. Yeah. Like, but but maybe that's all part of the story. Yeah, but like, I don't know. So, he's going to be the heel in the match, obviously. Oh, yeah. How could he not be? Obviously. Yeah. Because, I don't know, man, like, you would... Flair's going to come out and be like, thank you all for being there, but fuck it. it. Right. I got your money. When was Ric Flair the best? When he was a heel. Right. Yep, when he was a heel. But everybody still loved him. But he calls himself the dirtiest player in the game. Like, let him go out as a heel. Yeah. It's kind of like like Eddie Guerrero, you know? Lie, cheat, steal. Right. Same thing. But maybe he wants to go out as a heel, though. Uh, hey, maybe that would be a swerve, huh? No, I think it. I wouldn't. I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't take it as a swerve. Really? Yeah. You you would expect Ric Flair to come out as a heel, dude. That's that's how I know Ric Flair, man. All right. All right. Well, hey, interesting. I guess dirtiest player in the game. Yes. Copying the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. What do you think about that? He stole a gimmick and made it even more successful. Right. I don't know. I mean, you don't know. I don't, because, all right, Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers. How many Nature Boys are there, though? Buddy Rogers, Buddy Landell. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Who else? Uh, got to be another one. I can't think of any more Nature Boys. There was the black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. I'm sorry? Yeah, from early Ring of Honor. Did he wrestle the uh, the black doink? No. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, goodness. Ricky Steamboat, what was your favorite of the three? Or are you just not going to say? Well, I can't say just yet. <laughs> no, I... Okay, Mr. Pero. No, I, I do have... One of those is on my list. Do you want me to tell you which one? No, let's save it. Do you want me to tell you which one right now? No, let's save it. I'll do it. Sting, Clash of the Champions. Sting! 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 Oh, Jesus. That was the Night Flare made Sting. Yes. That was uh, the coming out party of Sting. Absolutely. Against Ric Flair. And yep. I think that's why it's on Pat's list. But I also think that might make the final list. Uh, Sting and Flair. Yeah, that's a, yeah. it's a very popular I mean, match. Like, that was another great feud, too, Sting and Flair. Everyone knew, like, of Sting. You know, he was up-and-comer. But until he fought Flair, I mean, that's really put him over the edge. Yeah. And the best version of Sting, too, I think. Surfer Sting. Surfer Sting with the like, rat tail. Yeah, man, I think they looked, you know, they matched up well in the ring. How about uh, Sting versus the Black Scorpion? Aha, the Black Scorpion. 
the only other moniker of Ric Flair. That's it, huh? Yeah. Rick well, when he started, he wanted to be Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. Are you serious? Relative of Dusty Rhodes. Really? Seriously, yeah. So you wanted to watch and he started Dusty out, Rhodes' coattails. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes was his favorite, so he wanted to be Ramblin' Ricky Rhodes. And yeah. when he started, he, he was in like a like a little group with Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch. <laughs> did, did Dusty Rhodes put the kibosh on that? Uh, no, Ric Flair just went on to become the Nature Boy. Huh, I did not know that. Yeah, he started out with uh, Ric Flair. He started out training with Vern Gagne, Vern Gagne, Minneapolis, Minnesota. You almost had it right. You you started saying it normally. I did. I did. I just wanted to prove that I could transition between my real voice and the Flair voice. <clears throat> right. So Vern Gagne had his first training camp. His son Greg was there. Ken Patera was there. The Iron Sheik was in that class. And Ric Flair trained in a barn with them. And he quit three times. Ric Flair. Rick Flair. Flair. Richard Flair. Dick Flair. <laughs> That's a Shane Douglas used to call him. <laughs> Dick Flair. <laughs> but yeah, Rick Flair quit wrestling school three times. And uh, then Greg Gagne talked him back into wrestling. And Imagine if there was no Rick Flair in wrestling. That would be so strange. It would be. It would be very strange. Who would be the man? Who would have been like. Ooh, that's interesting. So if Ric Flair had never been. There'd be no Four Horsemen, possibly. Right. <laughs> you know who it would have been? Who? Bobby Eaton. Oh my god. <laughs> Bobby Eaton would have been the Ric Flair. Imagine that. <laughs> Good looking man. <laughs> Beautiful Bobby Eaton. They already got the bleach blonde mullet. God rest his soul. Yep. R.I.P. <laughs> What about Ric Flair's quote-unquote last match, but actually his last match in the WWE against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24? Yeah, it's, it's a good pick. Was, I don't think there's going to be any bad picks. That was definitely a good match, especially was, for his age. Yeah, it was it was an emotional match. Right. And remember yeah. the uh, I love you, I'm sorry, yes. super kick. At the end, Shawn Michaels. Good, uh, good memories there. That was a good storyline too. Ric Flair said that the the next match he lost, he would retire. See, I didn't care about. I didn't care for that. It was too <sighs> predictable. You think so? Yeah. yeah, dude. Like when it first started, okay, because he was beating guys like Sheldon Benjamin and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? And, MVP. And he he had like one of the best uh, what was it promos of his career with Carlito. Yes. Doing that right. Yes. So he did a lot of good stuff during it. Uh, like I said, especially for his age. But you kind of knew it was going to end that WrestleMania, no matter who it was he was wrestling. That's true. So, that like, true. you knew it was going to culminate there. Yeah. I mean, what if they didn't? Could it still be going on now? Wow, can you imagine that? <laughs> it's like he, he takes, like, a three-year hiatus <laughs> and comes back. I'll never retire! The streak lives on! I'm taking his streak sucks! <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Our next list is from Mike the Wolverine. Gives us Royal Rumble 92 versus Terry Funk at Clash of the Champions 9 versus Randy Savage at WrestleMania 8 and versus Vader at Starcade 93. So we've got that Royal Rumble 92 again. Terry Funk, the I Quit match. What'd you think of that one? Um, Good build-up. Wasn't that the first time, like... Someone ever really use a table? Yeah, yeah. Terry Funk, he uh, gave pile drove. Yeah, gave Flair the pile driver onto the table, and then Flair wore the neck brace and 
teased retirement. Right. And didn't, like, the promo for that wasn't uh, Terry Funk was a face, kind of, right? While it was... No, Terry Funk was the heel. No, no, I'm saying, like, the promo, like, the, when he turned on Flair, though. Oh he yes, like, he, he was. was the, he, yeah, he was. He was common. He was the commentator right, for the match. Right. And um, after Flair won the match against Steamboat, Funk said that he wanted the first shot, and Flair said, "You're not in contention. You've been away in Hollywood. You know. You know." Because Mister Cutler wasn't done with Flair. <laughs> and that's uh, an over the top reference for you uh, millennials out there <laughs> who don't know good movies. You can give a. You could just say, hey, here's a movie recommendation for you. Fans. Here's a movie recommendation for you, millennials. <laughs> Over the top of Sylvester Stallone starring Terry Funk. Yes. Yes. But yeah, Ric Flair said, no, you've been away in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, you've I... been away in Hollywood. Does that make sense? You're not in contention. Does that make sense? That's, that's supposed to be a Flair impression because it, it was awful. <laughs> like, it, like, really bad. <laughs> It was the drizzling shit. Says that all the time. Does that make sense? But it doesn't sound anything like him. <laughs> you can't do a comic flair impression. A comic flair? No, no I guess not. Only I guess not. I'll have to work on that. Maybe I'll have to contort my face like I do for the Andre impression nah. to do like the the Ric Flair one. <laughs> oh, maybe I will. Oh, of course, I had to get that in you, evil uh, maniac. Oh, oh boy, trying to get himself over. <laughs> I'm from France. But you do do a good hyped up Ric Flair impression, Ian. I'll give it to you. You're damn right I do. It, it depends on the pitch of my voice. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> Randy Savage, WrestleMania Eight. I don't know. No. Oh, good match. Oh, yeah. Then what don't you know? I I don't know that it belongs there. Oh, okay. But okay. good match, good enough match. I think maybe because the majority of like the mainstream wrestling fans, especially from our area of the Northeast, were only really familiar with WWF yeah. at the time. So when Ric Flair comes to the company, hey, it's his first WrestleMania. It's uh, the, the largest amount of people that have ever seen Ric Flair. Right. Um, so for that sense, maybe that's why it was memorable to people. Do you think that Hogan should have gotten that match, though, against Flair? I th- We've talked about it before, where yeah. they didn't draw and on house shows, but... Yeah, I, I still think that they should have, because that's, that's the big match. That's the right. big match that everybody's wanted to see. And it's WrestleMania. Exactly. People are going to buy the tickets anyway, exactly. no matter what the match is. You think Hogan and Sid like, really sold more tickets than Hogan and Flair would have? I don't think so. No. How about when, so, uh, like the lead-up to that match, too? I like going back and talking about the lead-ups and stuff. Yeah. Like... Liz was having an affair with, with Flair. Yeah, the alleged uh, photos that Flair had. He he had uh, photos doctored to make it look like him and Elizabeth were uh, sitting by the pool and oh, riding it was, horses. It was Macho Man that had him doctored. Oh, you think so, <laughs> huh? So Macho Man was really, <laughs> was in reality the heel. <laughs> right. I've doctored every picture Elizabeth has ever been in. <laughs> oh, you think that's your mother? <laughs> Going macho man now. Your uncle, uh-uh. That's the macho man now. Rick Flair, see? He was with uh, Elizabeth the whole time. The whole time. Untrue. Untrue. <laughs> I love that match, though. Tricky dick. <laughs> and Vader, Starcade 93. Rick Flair returns. Returns from the WWF and finally gets his 
big shot at the WCW title, but the champion. Great pick. Yeah. That's a great pick. How about, all right. So let's take you back to uh, the day of the show, like when they're showing, you know, the pre, not the pre, but the openings. Okay, yep. It's got Ric Flair as a young boy. Just mm-hmm. like all these pictures of him as a child. And like a somber song. And like, you really got the feel that Flair wouldn't even like survive, let alone come home. Oh, he's going against match. Vader. He's That's going... what I'm saying. And his career was on the line. Like, it really made Vader feel like a, a real, like, you know, he's a monster. threat to Flair's life. Yeah, I mean, Flair was older now, and uh, Vader was just a monster, just an unstoppable force. What about Mean Gene at Flair's house? Yeah. The, Picking yeah. him up in a limo. Not Mean Mean Gene wasn't driving, of course. No. <laughs> Part-time limo driver. drive a limo. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I bet the Fink had the captain seat in that limo, too. But, uh, yeah, no, Mean Gene. I'm sorry, Mr. Oakland, I got here first. <laughs> Flair's like saying goodbye to Reed and uh, David, and I think it was Megan. Megan. Or Charlotte. Was it Megan or Charlotte though? Because like it was a, uh... I think it was Megan. It had to be Megan, right? Was Charlotte even like old enough? Well, I I think, I think Megan's from his first marriage, and the second marriage is Reed, David, and Charlotte. Oh, all right. So it was Reed, so, David, and Charlotte. I believe so. Yeah. So Megan's up there, huh? Yeah, she is older. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, but he's saying goodbye to the kids and stuff. Yeah. Literally saying goodbye. I think I heard him say goodbye. He wasn't <laughs> returning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was scared for his life against this Vader. Had a, this had a big impact on you. I love it. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I can hear the passion in your voice. I remember buying the VHS at Strawberries. Oh, Strawberries! <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was man. great. Stockade '93. Yep. The maroon cover. Yeah. From the uh, purchase from the special interest section. Yep. <laughs> right next to the exercise tapes and the pornos. <laughs> the pornos were hidden, weren't they? <laughs> well, well, you know, they had the softcore stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, like the Jerry Springer episodes. Yeah, like, yeah, know. they did have that out there. I do remember that. <laughs> Magic's Biggest Secrets Revealed. Wrestling's Biggest Secrets Revealed. Yes. <laughs> Love but, that match, dude. But yeah, I I do agree with you about the promo and the build up. It they made it really seem like a like a real big time fight. It was almost built up almost like a Rocky movie. Yeah. Just like, you know, Flair was the ultimate underdog and it was Starcade. It was the event that he made. It's uh so who are you the well, I'll get it right. All right, it's cool. Who did he headline the first Starcade with? It was Holly Race. Harley Race, nineteen eighty three. Was that his first NWA title? That was his third win. Flair's third. That was his third so one. So who did he win his first one from? Dusty first Rhodes. So I know his... Dusty Rhodes was the first one, and actually, I believe Harley Race was the second one as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then he traded it back and forth with Harley again, and uh, then he began his, his big run with Dusty Rhodes. Right. So, like, after Flair uh, gets picked up in limo, mm-hmm. it shows Vader people like, pulling in with Harley Race. <laughs> yeah. Flair like comes out of the car. He's got his Ribera jacket on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I'm ready for a party. <laughs> I'm ready for a party." And it shows him like training in a ring with Holly Race and, and stuff. Yep, loved it. Work on your cardio, Vader. Loved it. So <laughs> Holly Race was like still pissed off that uh, Flair beat him. Yes, at Starcade. Never got over that. Never got over that. Just like Bret Hart, never got over. 
getting screwed in Montreal. We're not, not going to speak. There's no need to speak of him today. <laughs> there's zero. There's absolutely no need. You, I bet there's not a Bret Hart Ric Flair match on him. There's not. No, unless it's the one from Coliseum Home Video, and I doubt. Well, it, it's funny because neither one of them liked wrestling one another, so that could explain why the matches never really were that good. Right, WWF or WCW. Oh, maybe, well, or maybe Brahat's just not a as good of a technician as he thinks he is. Hey, anything's possible, Brian. I thought I swear to God, I thought I said Pat Tanaka. Pat Tanaka, can you imagine if Pat Tanaka made his return on SmackDown? <laughs> That'd be huge. Our next list here is from Danny Love. He votes for Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at Wrestle War '89 okay. versus Terry Funk at Clash of the Champions '9 versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24, and again as well, versus Vader at Starcade 93. So we've already discussed all of those matches, so definite classics there. I have a feeling this is going to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move forward here. A list from Extreme Dragon. So we have Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at the Chi-Town Rumble, versus Ricky Steamboat at the Clash of the Champions 6, versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleWar 89, and versus Barry Windham at the Crockett Cup 87. And that's the exact reason I think they should just be a threesome. But they're different matches, any, though. But I think it's just, you should just say any Ricky Steamboat match and let him have three more picks. Ah, I, I can't do it. I doubt I it's that important it. to him, I but I'm just it. saying. Like... No, because it, those each one of those matches I think were great for different I reasons. I understand though. the individual matches. Yes. They're they own they're they are their own match. And and the one of the Clash of the Champions was two out of three falls. Yeah, and then the other one going to like a time limit draw? It was close to an hour. Right. But it went to a draw, right? Uh, yes. See I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well Well no, no, it didn't go to well no, it didn't go to a draw. The fir- well the first one, the one at the Shy Town Rumble, was uh was the same finish as WrestleMania three, except it was Flair body sl- going to body slam Steamboat and Steamboat rolling him up in the small package. Right. And Steamboat wins the title. Then Clash of the Champions, the two out of three falls, each one won a fall. Uh and then it was like a double pin situation where Flair's foot was under the ropes, but the referee didn't see it, so Steamboat retained. Uh, and then the one at Wrestle War, Flair won the match. I see. Rolled them up. So no, no, it was there. There wasn't a draw on any of them. Um, and that's yeah, Wrestle uh, Shy Town Rumble. That was Steamboat's first, title. first and only world title win. Didn't it remind you of like uh, when Hogan won his his title against the Sheik? Like afterwards, Bob Carl was uh, he was interviewing Ricky Steamboat back there, and like yeah, uh, Michael Hayes throwing the champagne on him. Yes, I mean it wasn't Andre, but no, it wasn't know, Andre. It just kind of like it was reminiscent of uh, Hogan Andre when Hogan won the title off. Yeah, the I see. What, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, it was like a feel good moment. Yeah, and, like, the champagne's flowing. And, yeah, because you were supposed to love Ricky Steamboat. His eyes were like squinting, he was burning his eyes and stuff. <laughs> It's a great moment, but my eyes are burning. Bob Collins trying to get out of the way so his eyes don't burn. He's Bob like, oh, don't, like, hit me, don't hit me. Pour some champagne. champagne over here. <laughs> um, how about uh, Flair was like, uh, he's like, you should leave and go home and help the missus with the dishes. Steve <laughs> <laughs> got all pissed off. He stripped him down for like his underwear and shit. He did. Like, I always found that strange. Like, 
Like, why are you stripping the guy of his clothes? Like, what's, 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 you can see him tall. He's like, take it off, man. <laughs> they want to be naked anyway. Go for it. <laughs> oh, jeez. I like build-ups, man. Yeah, build-ups are great. It's, I think that makes the match, too. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Yeah, because especially you, back in the day, not now so much. But you gotta, you gotta tell a story, and it's gotta have meaning. I mean, you gotta get invested in these matches. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. The, that's the that trilogy right there. Those three matches. I I know what you're saying. Maybe they should be lumped together, but for sake of argument, we're not gonna lump them together. You're but those, those are like three of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the Barry Windham match. What do you think of Barry Windham? I thought he was boring, dude. You thought he was boring, yeah. Yeah, I mean, powerhouse, kind of right? Big dude, imposing. Tall, just, lanky. Yeah. Long blonde hair. It's just, uh... I he could know. go move for move with Flair, though. Yeah, I'm not down with that. Honestly, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really watched any of those matches. All right, all right, no problem. No <laughs> just problem. like I never watched a Ric Flair-Ronnie Garvin match. Well, those are obviously... That's obviously a personal thing. Thank God. That's not personal. I don't even know the guy personally. No, but you hate him. Because you don't hate so him as much boring. as boring. Okay. All right. Greg Valentine, boring. <laughs> I don't hate him as a person. Hey, I just heard an interview on YouTube with Greg Valentine where he said that he was better than Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At what? <laughs> at everything. <laughs> at, at wrestling, at, at, at everything. Oh, man, dude. Yep. That's... He said that uh, he was in a Royal Rumble with Ric Flair. So you're going to tell me that Greg Valentine has more charisma than Hulk Hogan. Hey. Or Ric Flair. Hey, that's that's what Valentine thinks. Wow. He said that he was in a Royal Rumble with Ric Flair where Ric Flair came out at number 30 and won the whole thing. A Royal Rumble? That, that's what Valentine said. So he's, he's misremembering That it. never happened. I know. <laughs> what the hell? I'm sure he means well. He's he just, still doing drugs, isn't he? He just forgot. Let's move on here. Dragon Rana. Is he? Excuse me? Is he still on drugs? Who? Valentine? I mean, maybe heart medication. But... <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> when did Flair only won one Rumble? When did he ever, like, come out? And... Well, obviously it was a mistake. Like, he, he he misremembered what actually happened. 3.30. They both have a three in them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So he's thinking about that one. Yeah, well, it's the only one. Like, the only one. I thought he was thinking about another one. I thought he thought he won, too. What's that, Spider? I... <laughs> Whatever. Alright, next list here is from Dragon Rana. We got Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at Chi Town Rumble. Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at Wrestle War 89. Ric Flair versus Sting at the Clash of the Champions. And Flair versus Terry Funk at the Clash of the Champions. So this person picked two of the three from the famous trilogy. Yeah, but I bet he wanted to put all three on there and you shouldn't let him, you bully. <laughs> I'm the list Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Keyboard Nazi. <laughs> okay, our next list here. It's from my boy Betty. We've got Ric Flair versus Harley Race at Starcade 83. Flair versus Dusty Rhodes at the Great American Bash 86. Flair versus Kerry Von Erich. In a steel cage match. Christmas 1982. And versus Barry Windham at the CWF Battle of the Belts 2. CWF? What is a CWF? Uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida. Oh, okay. So that was actually the first time that Windham and Flair had fought. Right. And they, they fought for almost an hour. 
And it actually ended in a double countout. As a main event? As the main event. That's pretty disappointing as a fan, huh? It was still a great match. And obviously, Benny thought it was one of the greatest flair matches of all time. Ah, Benny's entitled to his opinion. I can't say it wasn't because, I don't know, I've never, uh, I've never seen it. It was great. Bloodbath, hard-hitting. Right, but it's dude, it ends at in a double countout. Yeah, I know. That that is a bummer. Yeah, it really like for is a title. Bummer. You know yeah. what I mean? At least have someone beat the the count, get yeah. a winner. How about uh, Kerry Von Erich? The match for Kerry, the steel cage match where Michael Hayes turns on Kerry Von Erich. Yep, stop slams the, uh, the door on his head. Stop the Freebirds Von Erich's feud. Yep, I think that right there. Um, just thought in that feud like made it huge. Legendary, yeah. yeah. Not even necessarily for Flair. No, for them. For them, yeah. Right. Von Erickson Freebirds for sure. Um, we we touched upon the uh, the Harley Race match at Starcade '83, but that was a steel cage match as well. Right. Do you think it was like one of his greatest matches though? Uh, I think it was definitely important because it was the first arcade. Yes. And. It was called a flare for the gold, and that was the build-up. It was similar to, remember uh, when ECW, the build-up to Barely Legal, while they were really rallying behind Terry Funk yep. to be their main guy, their champion? Right. Well, that's what they were doing with Ric Flair uh, for the first arcade. Gotcha. And you had Harley Race, who was, you know, the, the grizzled champion for years. Right. And, uh, yeah, Flair won his third world title. But, so you're saying that it's probably on his list because of the magnitude of the match. Exactly. Like, exactly. But like Hogan main evented the first WrestleMania. I wouldn't put that in his top matches ever. No, but a lot of people would put Hogan Andre at three. At right, three. But but you're making an event at one, right? True. So at three, it's already established. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, okay. it made it even bigger. It made it to what it is today. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that at all. Like, I think mm-hmm. three should have been what what one was. One should have been what what three was. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's but, just me. One man's. It, I mean, it, it really should have been Hogan Piper in the main event. Absolutely. Singles match. Oh, 100 percent. And I mean, even so, you still could have done Hogan and Orndorff, and you could have done Piper and Mister. Yes, T. you could have done all of it. It should have been. Hogan versus Piper, Hogan chasing the title. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And think about this. What if Hogan came in in 84 and didn't win the title from the Sheik? Right. Say, I don't know, say Bob Backlund got it back and then Piper beats Backlund. Yes. And then Piper goes in the Mania as the champion. Yeah, 100%. Hogan's got Mr. T in his corner to make sure nobody interferes. Piper's got Orton and Orndorff, so the odds are against him. Uh, so they recruit Hogan recruits Jimmy Snooker to even the odds, and there you go. You know, no one's gonna mess with them if Snooker's there. Oh, of course not. I'll kill you. I'll kill him. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Great American Bash '86. Dusty Rhodes wins the championship inside of a steel cage. Hmm. Great American Bash '86. '86, yeah. I don't know, man. You think? It, it, well, that was more of a moment for Dusty Rhodes for me, obviously, because you know Flair. That was that was the big Great American Bash. That was uh, Flair was supposed to defend the title in twenty different cities uh, across X number of days, right. and right towards the end of the tour, oh, Dusty Rhodes ends Flair's momentum, wins the title. 
But, hey, Flair wins it back. Was it a good match? Like, do you think the match was deserving of, like, being one of Flair's greatest? Because of the build-up. I mean, the the Flair-Rhodes feud is legendary. We right. know that. Uh, if I had to pick a Flair-Rhodes match, I'd probably pick this one. Yeah. Just just because of, I mean, the crowd is, is hot for this one. The crowd really helps make this match. Rhodes is bleeding like a stuck pig. Uh, everybody's trying to rally behind him. It's like it's like the ultimate good versus bad here. Right, right. So that's to me. That's that's why. You know, my I can justify is, that around that time. Like, I, I was a big WWE guy, so yeah. A lot of this uh, NWA stuff I was watching later on in life. Like, yeah. Probably you know, in my twenties when I was like really into wrestling, I'm just like, oh, let me go back and watch all this stuff. So like, I don't know. I don't really remember it too much. It's all good, and that's that's why uh, these that's why conversations. Here. That's exist. why you're here, Ian. Yes, squared <laughs> circle history. Let's get the history out there. Maybe uh, you'll you'll get the urge to watch more Dusty Rhodes Ric Flair matches. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> I should. I feel like I should have like you know a notebook and a pencil. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna release me for recess soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously you know Ric Flair. Obviously you've seen Ric Flair matches. You know of good Ric Flair matches. You haven't seen all of them, and that's okay. You you know, you'll catch up. We'll all catch, catch up. Off. It's all good. <laughs> Next list here, Daryl in Georgia. We get another vote for Royal Rumble 92. Another vote for Randy Savage, WrestleMania 8. Another vote for Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. And our first vote here for Ric Flair versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 18. Mm. No holds barred. Not the movie. (laughs) It was a good match, right? It was. It was. Flair was was not confident in his in-ring abilities and did not believe that he could put on a good match at WrestleMania. Right. But I, I think he did. I think he did great. I think he did, yeah. It was a war. It was a bloodbath. Right, but I don't think, you know... Not to make the last list. Well, it's, it's Daryl's, though. Yeah. To eat your own, Daryl. Hey, maybe he likes the blood. Flair likes the blood. He likes the blade. He loves the blade. Red means gold. Red means green. Red means a lot of things, Brian. Who's next? Paulicious. We've got a vote for Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at Wrestle War 89. Another vote for Sting at Clash of the Champions. Another vote for Terry Funk at the Clash of the Champions 9. And another vote for Ric Flair versus Barry Windham at the Crockett Cup 87. It's a good list. Wait, no, we haven't talked about the Crockett Cup 87 yet. So that's a different Barry Windham match. How many do you have with Barry? Uh, he, he had a handful of matches with Barry Windham. Yeah. Was that uh, pre or after the Horseman? Pre. Pre-Horseman. This is after Barry Windham at WrestleMania... But before Wyndham and the Horseman. So, like, right in between there. Okay. He was putting on great matches, chasing the title against Flair. So, how did that, how did it come about for where uh, Wyndham ended up as a Horseman? Uh, it just ended up that he just, he just turned. What about Bob Cottle? Was he with anybody? <laughs> Bob Cottle? <laughs> sure he had a few brothers, maybe some cousins. <laughs> not in business, though. No, I don't think so. <coughs> I'm Bob Cottle, and I'm not related to anybody. <laughs> Get that champagne out of my eye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our next list here is from Purple Haze. 
we have another vote for Ric Flair versus Barry Windham at the CWF Battle of the Belts 2. Another vote for Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes at the Great American Bash 86. Another vote for Flair versus Steamboat at Chi Town Rumble. And our first vote here for the first War Games match. That's a lot of guys. Well, so is the Rumble. What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. That's a lot of guys I mean, it, in that it's match. tough because I, I understand that pick, but I don't think of that as, say, a Ric Flair match. Right. That's a good point, right? It's a spectacle yes. match. That's a good, you just brought up a good point. When you say Rick, Rick Flair's best four matches, it's what comes to mind. Yeah, like what comes to your mind. So I can see the Undertaker versus Flair. Like, yeah, you know, someone have especially if you're like a, a, a newer. Yeah, fan, like I can see like, those. Um, I can even see like Flair versus McMahon because like yeah, it's more recent, you know. But yeah, that War Games match, man, definitely does not come to mind. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, it was brutal. There was a great build up, but. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to say that somebody's opinion is wrong. It's certainly not wrong. No, it's, their it's just I, I. I just don't. You know, I don't. I don't think of that. Right. I don't think of that. Great match, classic match. Not the right list. It'd be like saying, you know, World War Three from 1995 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm sure. I'm sure some people out there are like, oh yeah, he knows how to fall. No, but I'm sure some people are out there thinking, you know, well. Okay, you're saying that War Games is a specialty match. What about the Royal Rumble? But I can justify the Royal Rumble because Flair came in at number three and he was there to the end. He won it. Yeah, right. So that match is really about <laughs> Ric Flair. People acting like they know everything. <laughs> they're like, they're an expert. I'm an expert. Ask an expert. <laughs> Good old JR. <laughs> Our next list is from Suplex Sam. We have Ric Flair versus Randy Orton at Taboo Tuesday 2004. We have another vote for the Royal Rumble 92, another vote for Randy Savage at WrestleMania 8, and another vote for Flair versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. So, a, a much newer match here, Flair versus Orton. Yeah, kind of. A war, a bloodbath. It reminds me of the World the uh, World War, yeah, the Fall <laughs> Brawl pick. You know, I don't really think of that match when I, when I think of Flair matches. Yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think of that one either, but it definitely was a pretty good match. Yeah, it was. Definitely was. I, uh, Randy Orton during his whole legend killer gimmick, and he's yeah. going up against the biggest legend of them all. Had he wrestled Mick Foley yet? Yes. He had. Yes, he so, had. So, like, Ric Flair was the biggest legend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he wrestled. Yeah, he had wrestled Foley earlier that same year. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because, like, I can watch that match now and it'll still hold my attention. Because, oh, I mean, definitely. I'll watch wrestling. I'll put wrestling on as kind of like background noise from, you know, scrolling through my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I'll, I would actually put my phone down and watch that match. Oh, sure. If that makes any sense. Does that make sense, Brian? Makes perfect sense, Rick <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Our next list is from Scorpion87, and I'm just going to make this easy for you. He puts all three matches from that 1989 trilogy with uh, Ricky Steamboat. And he puts the match against Sting at the Clash of the Champions. Now, where were those matches against Ricky? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Art Donovan over there. And when did those matches take place? How much did they weigh at the time? <laughs> Who Ric Flair fight in those matches? Did he win? <laughs> He's like that kid talking to the taxi driver at home alone. <laughs> asking him, does this thing have four-wheel drive? I don't know, kid, get out of here. Our next list is from Shep from Shepland. 
we have another vote for Flair vs. Savage at Mania 8, another vote for Rumble 92, another vote for Flair vs. Michaels at Mania 24, and WCW vs. NWO in War Games at Fall Brawl 97. Another one. So this was the one where it was the Horsemen and the end of... Well, alright, let me correct myself. It was Flair, Arn Anderson, Luger, and Sting against the NWO, and this was the one where they teased that Sting was really in the NWO, but it ended up being the fake Sting. Right. Um, and it was Sting's last match before becoming the Crow and disappearing into the rafters and, yeah, and all that no stuff. no one trusted him. Exactly. Bunch of this jerks. Was, this was also the one with the build-up to the famous My Spot promo. Yes. Arn Anderson. Oh, yeah, Arn Anderson retires, you know, saying he's going to give his spot away to Jeff Jarrett. And then the NWO spoofs it the next week. Wasn't it Kurt Hennig? Oh, he was giving his. That's right. He was giving his spot to Kurt Hennig, yes. Yeah. Yes. Not, not just any spot. <laughs> My spot. Not a spot like his dog spot. Not a spot like a liver spot. But his spot. That's right. It was Kurt Hennig, yep. And then Kurt Hennig ends up turning on Flair right. at War Games. And slamming the cage door on his head. And yes. WCW airs the footage of uh, Flair looking like Frankenstein. Why you look like Frankenstein, Flair? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm surprised that there's two different Fall Brawl matches. Walk, well, Walk Games matches on uh, this list. Well, guess no, what? Not on a final list. Well, guess what, Brian? There's three different ones? Our next list is from Jordan in Tennessee. He gives us a vote for Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at the Clash of the Champions 6, Ric Flair versus Barry Windham at the Crockett Cup 87, Flair versus Shawn Michaels at Mania 24, and WCW versus the NWO at War Games, Fall Brawl 96. So, I completely confused those two matches right there. The one with Sting is actually this match, the 96 one. Everything we just talked about. So they had NWO against Ric Flair twice? Yes. Yes, Jesus, because... Dude. Okay, so the correction I need to make is that the, the 97 War Games, it was the Horsemen against the NWO. And the 96 one was Team WCW. That's the one where things... That's the one, yeah. To transition. Exactly, yes. So yes, there are three War Games matches on here, but yes, as a correction. I think that was a tough transition for him. I don't even want to touch this one. What? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> goodness. <laughs> My goodness. We're getting close to the end here, Brian. We're just trying to transition to a crow. <laughs> into a what? A crow. <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's a raven. <laughs> Our next list here is from Hunter Scott. He gives us... Ric Flair versus Terry Funk at the Clash of the Champions. Flair versus Steamboat at WrestleWar 89. Flair versus Michaels at Mania 24. And Flair versus Triple H at Taboo Tuesday 2005. Yeah, there's another one I would Steel Cage match. Awesome Steel Cage match. Yeah, I believe it. There's not many bad Flair matches, dude. No. So you can pretty much put any Flair match on here and I'd be like, that's a good pick. Well, listen to this. Bret Hart always said, that you see one Ric Flair match, you've seen them all. He said all Ric Flair's matches are the same. Does the same things, does the same moves, blah, 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 blah. Okay. 
Bret Hart's, Bret Hart's entitled to his opinion. But what do you think about that? You're not going to get a rise out of me. Why? I know what you're trying to <laughs> I do. just want to know what you, th- what do you think. I'm to you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you're not going to... No, we're not going to do it. Yeah, but that's part of the stick of the show. You're beating me. No, this is a bait and switch. No, it's not a bait and switch. It's a bait and take it. No, I'm not going to take it. Take the bait. Vent out your anger, no. your frustration. I'm the hitman. I'm in a good mood tonight. Like, okay. I'm very, very mellow. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Well, that makes two of us. Well, not going to round me up. Not tonight. That's why I made you go outside with me. I had my, you know, when I went outside and smoked. Yep. And came I couldn't back. pull a rib on you. No. I tried to pull a rib on you, and I couldn't. You didn't even give me the chance. What was the rib? What, was it, what were you going to do? Tell us not. I mean, you might as well tell us. Because no, i, I got to save it for another time. No, because you're going to come outside. Every time I go out for a cigarette, you're going to yep. come with me. Well, I need way. to be more strategic with my ribs now. i got to think like Mr. Fuji now. We just had Chinese. There was no ribs in it. <laughs> are you going to feed me my dog? No, I like your dog. <clears throat> Next list here, JD from Tiverty. Ric Flair versus Terry Funk, Clash of the Champions. Royal Rumble 92. Flair versus Michaels at WrestleMania 24. And Flair versus Mr. Perfect, the retirement match from Raw. Oh, Raw, that was a good match. That was an awesome match. Flair's last match before going to WCW. Mr. The, Perfect. Would you consider him going back, him crawling back to WCW? Well, Vince was honest with Flair and told him, hey, I'm going to go with younger stars now. I'm going to be a man of my word. When we made this verbal agreement, I told you that if I was ever going to push you down the card, that you had every right to just leave. So Vince was a man of his word and let Flair leave. Now, Flair couldn't wrestle for a period of time. He could appear on WCW TV. That's why he had the uh, Flair for the Gold talk show. Right. But he couldn't wrestle yet. He had to wait for his uh, non-compete to expire. Right. So his first so, match back was technically Starcade against Vader. I uh, was it? If it was called Flair for the no, Gold, no. He uh, his first match back was with uh, he teamed with Arn Anderson. They fought Hollywood Blondes. Okay. At the Clash of the Champions. How about his first singles match back? Like, why would yeah, you're probably right that? about that. I'm just saying, why would they call it the Flair for the Gold? That's crazy. He comes back after leaving that company. No, his talk show was called the Flair I for the Gold. I know, but wasn't that, like, leading up to the, the Vader match? No, Flair for the Gold was the first Starcade. Oh. That was the Flair for the Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Starcade 93 was just Flair going for the Gold. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm very confused. All right. I get it now, though. You're a flair for the old. I get, <laughs> I get it now. Our final <laughs> list tonight is from Mikey from the Streets. We got a vote for the Royal Rumble 92. Another vote for Flair versus Sting at the Clash of the Champions. Flair versus Steamboat, WrestleWar 89. And another vote for Flair versus Mr. Perfect, the Raw Retirement Match. I like it because you know, I do think about that match when I think about Flair matches. Um,. I don't know if it makes... It's not... Obviously, it's not going to make the cut at the end. But, uh... I liked it. Yeah. Especially with it being, like, Flair's last WWF match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was pretty good because... I don't know. Like, even at the time, growing up, I really didn't think Flair was going to lose. Like, he just seemed too important to just... Right, right. Leave, you know? Right. Um, And then Mr. Perfect was just coming back, so it was kind of like, eh, you know... 
we already were used to not having him around, so maybe this it was just going to be like a short-term run right. for him. I thought Perfect was going to lose, but no, I was wrong. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. I do like it, though. That's a good list. So, who's on your list? Or what's on your list? <clears throat> All right, Mr. Bundy. <laughs> so, my list goes... Flair versus Funk, Clash of the Champions 9. That was an I Quit match, too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Which made it even better. Because I don't remember like seeing a lot of I Quit matches when I was a kid. Yeah, and it's funny because F- Funk didn't say the words, I quit. The, r- the referee said, do you quit? And he said... Yes! <laughs> so technically he didn't lose that match. Technically, yeah. The match is still going on. Oh shit. Hey Rick, I didn't quit you bastard. I can't fight today, my horse is sick. <laughs> ha, Clyde got loose, I gotta go find him. Number two. Uh, so, yeah, number two was the Chai Town Rumble. Yep. What'd you call it? The Chai Town Rumble. The Chai Town Rumble. (laughs) Sounds delicious. (laughs) What do you you call it? Chai Town? Chai Town. Chicago. Chai Town. That's S H Y. Chai is a drink. That's S H Y. That's Chai Town. Okay. This is C H I. All right. I mean, when you shot in Chicago, do you you go, shit? It's Chai. (laughs) Chai Town Rumble. All right. You got it. That was a, you know, really, really good match. Especially when, you know, like I said, Steamboat, his first title. Probably more of a moment for Steamboat than Flair, but whatever. Stockade 93, Flair versus Vader. Awesome. Not a Flair for the gold. <laughs> which I've just learned. And uh, the 1992 Royal Rumble. Hell yeah. That's my four. All right. yours, Ian? Well, mine... I am going to pick all three matches from that Flair trilogy. See, I don't like that. Chi-Town Rumble, Clash of the Champions 6, and WrestleWar 89. And I'm going to also pick Royal Rumble 92. Wow. Yeah. Out of any match. So you have, like, yep. the, once you get tired, so if you could only watch four Ric Flair matches. That would definitely be one of them. Because the Rumble. The Rumble. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. But how many times can you watch Flair versus Steamboat? You oh my god, him. are you kidding me? Those those matches over are phenomenal. Over and over again, it's going No, I don't think so. Timeless matches. Timeless. I don't know, dude. Nope, nope. I, I stand by that. Which is saying something, because I really want to put the Funk match on there, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going with those three Steamboat matches. About, the best series in wrestling history. What about Ric Flair versus Ronnie Garvin? Nobody voted for it. Thankfully. Nobody. Can you imagine how boring that match must be? The crowd went nuts when Garvin beat Flair for the title. Didn't... Uh, they went nuts for it. Didn't Garvin transition after that match to a woman? No, he dressed up like a woman before that. Oh, so he was... He transitioned to a man. Um, well, a, a man to a woman, then back to a man. Wow. <laughs> I know. What was his name? Oh. <laughs> what was the name <laughs> Ooh. But why did he do that gimmick? Why did he? Uh, why? Why would? He, why did he? Miss want Atlanta to be... Lively. That That's was what it. it. Was. Miss Atlanta Lively. But why did he want to be a woman? It was just to. Uh, it was. It was a disguise to distract Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't question his tactics. I mean, it worked. You know. I would. 
Cornette wanted to take her out. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, so did he have? Did he like? Did he at least show a lot of charisma when he was doing that gimmick? Uh, yeah, he seemed to be very comfortable. So maybe he should have stuck with it. But, you know, maybe he should have, because, yeah, he did. He he had a lot more charisma. When the he... missed Atlanta Lively Stomp. <laughs> <That'd> be... <laughs> It'd be like gold dust, but, like, no face paint. Just he's dressing up like a woman. Right. Like... <laughs> Rhonda Garvin. Rhonda Garvin. Ronnie ain't here. This is Rhonda. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's go to the stats here. We're going to mention the matches that got more than one vote here. So, the matches that got two votes each. Ric Flair versus Mr. Perfect. Retirement match. Flair versus Barry Windham at the CWF Battle of the Belts 2. Flair versus Dusty Rhodes at Great American Bash 86. And Flair versus Vader at Starcade 93. With three votes each, we have Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at Clash of the Champions 6. And Barry Windham at Crockett Cup 87. With four votes each, we have Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at the Chi-Town Rumble. And Flair versus Randy Savage at WrestleMania 8. Chi-Town Rumble. Chi-Town Rumble. With five votes, Flair versus Sting at the Clash of the Champions. And now here it is. Your Mount Rushmore of Ric Flair matches. With six votes... Flair versus Terry Funk, I quit match at Clash of the Champions 9. With 7 votes, Royal Rumble 92. And with 8 votes apiece, Flair versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. And Flair versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleWar 89. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, except for the Shawn Michaels match. Really? You don't think that belongs there? No, I don't think it belongs there. Wow. I mean, I, th- I think of Flair, I think of NWA. Okay. Right. Flair later on WWE. I mean, it's it's kind of like crazy that he was actually in WWE longer than he was in uh, NWA and WCW, right? Hmm. Think about it. Like I'm talking about total. It's very close. It's gotta it's, be. It's very close. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, wow. they shut their doors, man. Think about it. Like WCW went under in 2000, right? All right, so, all right, well, well you got to think about it. Different regimes, obviously, but Flair was with Crockett. So he's with Crockett Promotions 75 until Crockett sold in 89, or 88. So that's, what, 13 years right there just with Crockett. No. WCW. 89 to 91. Then WWF 92, 93. WCW 93 to 2001. WWF 2001 till... 2020. Whenever he left. Yeah, whenever he left. So yeah, he was with WWE for the longest span of time. Right. So yeah. Sorry for that long explanation, but yeah. But it's like, it's crazy though. I think of Flair and I think of Jim Crockett. I don't yeah. really think. But that's because that's when he was in his prime, I guess. True. And he True. wasn't in his prime against Shawn Michaels, even though he wrestled like he was. Like, yeah. It, he's, that was a great performance for his age. And, and Maybe that's why he gets so many votes. 
I remember watch when I watched that match live, thinking like this is really something special. Like that is a memorable match. What are your expectations for his last match? Even though you don't well, know his opponent, his, uh, his opponent. I don't think he could have had a better last match with anybody else than Shawn Michaels. Than Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah. Are you talking about the expectations for that match or the upcoming no, this match? this upcoming match. This upcoming match, I am not expecting much. Especially if it's going to be a singles match. I, I, it can't go that long. Right. I mean, there's footage of him, you know, taking the uh, the press slam off the top rope, so we know he can take it. He'll throw some chops. Even that, can he be chopped with a pacemaker? Like, that's pretty risky, Well, I man. doubt they're going to chop him as long as he can chop them. What's he gonna do? It's his last match. He's gonna chop. He's gonna open his hand. Yeah. He's gonna chop the guy in the chest with his palm. Yeah, but th- what? They're not gonna chop him back? No. They say, "Oh, I'm sorry. You have a pacemaker, so I'm not gonna hurt you maybe that bad." Maybe they'll slap his face. Maybe they will slap his face. Maybe they'll back rake him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a psychic. I can't tell you. I can't wait to find out who his opponent is, though. Yeah, that's, you're probably right. It's probably Jay Lethal. I'm thinking it's gonna be Jay Lethal. Yeah. What if it's David Flair? Wow. <laughs> Why? Last time in the ring, I want to fight my son. <laughs> if I can't fight my daughter, I'll fight my son. That'd be awful. <laughs> it's going to be Megan. Me? What if it's Conrad? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Brian. So the next episode... Go on, fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> The next episode we do is not going to be in our typical format because remember that time we had our special episode, the dream card episode? Uh, yep, yep, yep. We're going to throw in another special episode for our special 30th episode because that's the next one, the 30th episode. So the next one is going to be Brian and I, our histories as fans of wrestling and what wrestling has meant to us in our lives. So we're just going to talk about growing up as fans and... Swing it. Wing it. I'm going to wing it. Yeah. Yeah. See, but... if, I, see if I can remember that far. <laughs> I've, got some, I've got some good anecdotes I'll share. But after that, which will be... We just talked about mic work. Now, what were the greatest promos of all time? It doesn't have to like be from the Mount Rushmore of the guys already on. No, it could be any promo. Right. Any promo at all. If somebody thought that the Tatanka you sold out promo on Lex Luger, Lex Luger, yeah, dude. Hey, if you think that deserves to be on there, Tatanka was actually one that sold out. Yeah, that was a great feud, huh? Yeah, that was. was very underrated. How about the the promo when uh, DiBiase names Nikolai Volkov, Nikol and Dime Volkov? Oh wow, that was a great one. That was so, a great one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that there's a lot of possibilities. A lot of promos about. out there. A lot of promos out you there. You know, I think it's a good promo that well, it's not even a promo. Yeah. But remember when uh, it shows the, the footage of Paul E. getting the locker room ready for Bailey Legal? Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah, was, that was pretty good. That was crazy, man. I mean, that's from Barely Le- That That's from uh, Beyond the Mat, right? It's from Beyond the Mat, yes, yeah. But it's not, it wasn't like... It wasn't like an actual promo. For, for us to see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, that if if that were, <laughs> that, that would be up there. That right. was a good one. Paul Heyman had a great promo where uh, he he really let loose on Vince McMahon. Right before Survivor Series in 2001. Right. Like, he just cut. He, he 
everything that's been boiling up inside, he let out on Vince McMahon. How about Joey Styles? Oh, yeah, he did a good one, too. I quit. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's two episodes from now, but please submit your lists when you can. You can find us on Instagram, square.circle.history, and you can find us on Pro Wrestling Tees, prowrestlingtees.com slash squaredcirclehistory. I just got my Squared Circle History Abraham Lincoln shirt in. It looks amazing. Maybe I'll uh, have it washed and ready to wear for the next episode. It's my favorite design so far. It's a pretty cool design. I think you should uh, probably get a tee with a little bit more color. They've, they've a little been bit all more black. color? Mike said that, too. Yeah, they, I mean, we just all we have is black t-shirts. Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's a stereotypical wrestling color shirt. No, I get it. But I was thinking about doing like a, like a variation of the, the Abe Lincoln one, but have it be like on like a baby blue shirt. And have uh, mm. the stars and stripes in the background be red, white, and blue. That, that's pretty cool. I get so, it. That might be the, the Lincoln's birthday special. Right. What about like a, a red, white, and blue top hat on him, on the black and white picture? Oh, that's a good idea. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we might, uh, we might have that. Maybe incorporate a little bit of color inside the belt. Yes. Keep him black and white. But it's, it's got to be copper. Because copper, like, yeah. Like a penny. You know? Right. Yeah, that's cool. I get it, I get it now. <laughs> I, I want to get that design as, like, a keychain, too. I think that'd be cool. Cool design. Yeah. All right, all right. We're just rambling on here. So, uh, what'd you think about this episode, Brian? I thought it was good. I mean, I guess It's like fun. Jerry Springer. Here's the final thought. Right, well, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll try harder. Well, I'll try harder next time. You know. <laughs> Some matches I didn't really know too well off the top of my head. But you did a fine job explaining me, and as usual... And uh, we, we did what we set out to do, and that was come up with a Mount Rushmore of Ric Flair matches, and uh, I, I think it was a successful list. And there, was, there weren't as many Im- impressions as I thought there was going to be. So. No, I, you know, I tried to, to keep it tame a little bit, you know, let the conversation flow. Yeah. Can't, uh, can't be flaring up all the time. I knew it was coming. It's inevitable. <laughs> you tried riling me up with the Bret Hart stuff. And, I did. Uh, I did. You ruined it, Brian. You ruined it. Ruined everything. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so for Brian. All right, well, I'll try harder next time, and good night. All right, this is Ian saying good night. Good night.